The White House has been pushing federal agencies to take existing Buy American laws more seriously. And the Trump administration's latest executive order on the topic comes with some hard numbers attached. It urges the FAR Council to adopt regulations that would increase the amount of preference agencies give to domestically sourced products under the Buy American Act. But even the latest EO might not end up affecting all that many procurements. To help understand why, we talked with William Weisberg. He's a government contracts attorney at Center Law and Consulting. So the first thing to realize about the executive order is that it's only going to apply to relatively small contracts, contracts at 180000 or less. So in, in looking at the Buy American Act, what the president's executive order, again, if it goes into effect, will do is raise some of the thresholds for that valuation preference. Buy American Act currently says that depending on whether the potential foreign product is from a large business or a small business, that the government will put a price preference of either 6% or 12% on the foreign product, meaning that all things being equal, tie goes to the runner, to use the baseball analogy, Mm -hmm. and the runner is the domestic product. So the first thing the executive order will do is raise those levels. But again, it's only going to apply to a relatively small proportion of total government contracts. Remember, Buy American Act and Trade Agreements Act, when the government has to use one or the other, it's a binary choice. And it's solely determined by that dollar threshold. The vast majority of government purchase products come from contracts that are over $180,000. And, and are, are there, I'm just trying to think through this, are there, are there particular types of purchases that the government makes that would, that would fall within the, the, the strictures that he's asking the FAR Council to implement here? In other words, that are still below the Trade Agreements Act threshold, but would still be subject to these re- revised provisions uh, that, that the FAR Council would be looking at here? Yes. Now, when you think about what the government buys, obviously ships and planes and tanks and guns, those are bought as part of large contracts. So that's off the table. But computers, office furniture, pencils, sort of commodity products, you can certainly see a lot of those things that the government might buy being relatively low priced and maybe even being purchased you know, as a lot of 200 light bulbs because an agency needs you know, some light bulbs in its in its offices. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you can sort of think about situations where government will be buying under 180,000, but here's where sort of off ramp number two comes. The government buys a lot of those type of commodity products off the GSA multiple award schedules and where the government negotiates a master contract with multiple vendors and then can simply place orders against that against those contracts, not having to deal with the whole procurement cycle when they need 200 light bulbs. Mm -hmm. So you would think, okay, we have this Buy American Act, $180,000 threshold, but those 200 light bulbs fall below that threshold, except that most of the time when the government buys those low price commodity type items, they place an order against that big GSA schedule contract or when they need to buy five computers, they place an order against the NASA stoop contract, Mm -hmm. which is another one of those. And the way that the Trade Agreements Act threshold is calculated is not on any individual order, but it's calculated based on the total value of the underlying contract. 
So if the light bulb contract on the GSA schedule is valued at a million dollars over the next five years, the decision on whether it's BAA covered or TAA covered is not the $400 for the, for the order of light bulbs, it's the total million dollar light bulb contract. Right. It's not the individual orders. So again, a lot of those other things are off ramp. Right. And now, just to extend your light bulb analogy a little bit further, those would probably be COTS items anyway. So even if they fell below the TAA threshold, they'd, they're not subject to the Buy American Act anyway. Well, they are and they aren't. If it's a COTS product, COTS is commercial off the shelf, meaning exactly the same product sold to the government and to the commercial market. For COTS products, that 50% cost of U.S. components doesn't apply. So for a COTS product to qualify under the Buy American Act, it simply has to be manufactured in the U.S., but it, it could have theoretically 100% foreign components. So the executive order won't affect that. The executive order will only raise the... So for all the sort of sound and fury around the executive order, doesn't apply for contracts over 180,000 doesn't apply to any orders, even if they're below 180, if they're against one of those master contracts, doesn't apply to commercial IT. So the exemptions and the exceptions, I think, are still going to be significantly more than the number of products that are actually affected by this. There's also the question of whether the FAR Council actually does any of the things that the White House is proposing in the executive order and when that would happen. So a couple of procedural questions here. Is it unusual or is there a particular reason that the EO is phrased in a way that it simply tells the FAR Council to consider making these changes as opposed to directing them to make these changes? Well, the FAR Council is an interagency body, and they're the group that administratively makes changes to the FAR. I think the reason that the administration phrased the order as you described is that technically the FAR is part of the Code of Federal Regulations. Mm -hmm. In order to change a federal regulation, the Administrative Procedures Act says that the government has to go through notice and comment and consideration and go through a fairly rigorous process of justifying this. And if somebody decides to challenge it under the Administrative Procedures Act, a court will look at whether or not the decision to, in this case, change the Buy American Act regulations was reasonable on one hand and not arbitrary and capricious. And I think a court looking at an order for the FAR Council to do something, skipping over all those intermediate steps, including weighing the pros and the cons and the, the benefits and the costs, that's probably the textbook definition of arbitrary. Right. One last thing here, since, since, as you've said, the Trade Agreements Act is operative here in most cases and not the Buy American Act, does the president have much or any latitude to, by executive order, enforce the Trade Agreements Act in a similar way? So, you know, as he's trying to do here, so as to increase the U.S. origin content of products above that threshold? Well, the textbook answer is no. The Trade Agreements Act sounds like one one law. Really, the Trade Agreements Act is sort of a shorthand for a group of, of treaties. So we're bound into those by treaties on the, on the one hand. The anecdotal answer is that the government or our country is pretty close to 
depending on the year, being a net exporter to other governments. Remember, the Trade Agreements Act says to the designated countries, you have open access to our government market, but we have open access to your government market. And I don't know if you remember a few years ago when the Air Force was buying new tankers and it was Boeing and Airbus competing and Airbus initially won the contract. They eventually lost it on a protest on very routine government contract grounds. Mm -hmm. There was initially a lot of screaming about, you know, we can't outsource uh, something so critical to a foreign country. None of the actual decisions though turned on the Trade Agreements Act because people whispered in pretty quickly, started whispering in the government's ear, if we start banning our government from buying, in this case, a European aircraft, we're not gonna be able to sell aircraft to their governments. And Boeing and Lockheed, and in those days, General Dynamics and some of the other airplane manufacturers, they were willing to take the short-term hit of competing with foreign planes for domestic requirements here, because they wanted to keep those markets open to those 40 some odd countries that are part of the trade agreements. Act. So that's a long answer to your short question. I don't think we're going to see the same thing on the TAA side. That's William Weisberg, a government contracts attorney at Center Law and Consulting. We'll post a link to his latest blog post on the Buy American Act executive order at federalnewsnetwork.com. <coughs> Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. Ricola. It's in our nature. 